Welcome to 9000, your podcast from the future. I am Josh Tyson, marketing maven, huh. salon owner. Just call it 9000. He is Mark oh, Peacock Brush. He is you went 9000. That's right, consummate natural products insider, Forbes kingmaker, Mark Peacock Brush. Sorry, I'm still in game show mode. Just got back from Houston. Did you hear that? Just flew back from Houston, and boy, is Mark's mic stand loud. Ready to perform for you, the kind people of the world. Welcome to episode 135, Monsanto, Feral Peacocks. Uh, there was one other thing I thought we should add to that. I like two. Then you pit them against... Don't watch the peas, bro. Pit them against each other. Oh, just two. It's uh, Monsanto versus the Feral Peacocks. Uh, Mark, I hear Monsanto might well, be no more. Why don't we more. start right there with Monsanto? Uh, do you care to fill me in? You are, after all, the Natural Products Insider. Are you aware of the German company Bayer? Uh, makers of aspirin. That's one thing they make. I think, don't they make, like, chemical warfare, too? They <laughs> make some chemical warfare, and now they also make some GMOs. Oh, what a family company. Close. Just like S.C. Johnson and Wax, bitch. No, did you dig deeper on that, Bitch. Maybe not. They sold like a wax. They haven't been called wax. Well, I don't and care. And I think that was the other one. No. There's Johnson & Johnson and S.C. Johnson. Well, I said S.C. Johnson Oh, shit. Wax. I don't remember the whole wax thing now. Now you got Tipper, just the Tipper. Yeah, I got him all, all worked up. All <laughs> His tips and gorge right like, now. He's like, he did some digging, right? He found like a weird article on Crunchbase. <laughs> it's my boy right there. Yeah, that's a deep cut. Um... So Bear Bob uh, closed on its acquisition of Monsanto in a co-mingling of two of the nicest people you'll ever meet. Uh, Ubel, <laughs> what were they called? Ubel Agro Works? Wasn't that, that was our, us. Oop. I thought that was our suggested title for that their new unholy idea. union. No, that was Syngenta and... No, it was Bear and... Uh, no, it wasn't. It was Syngenta and Monsanto, Mark. And it was Ubel Agro Works. But like agro with two uh, two G's and I some think. umlauts and stuff in there. Yeah, it was aggressive. Uh, Sixty three billion they bought Monsanto and immediately retired the one hundred and seventeen year old name Monsanto. Hmm. Gone. Too too charged a lightning rod for the f- evils of genetic modification in our food supply. Well, how long until? Those evil deeds taint the good bear name, Mark. Well, Formerly known for just chemical warfare, now they're adding GMOs and bullying of farmers to the to the to well, the, the charges. The products remain. You can still get your Roundup. It just won't be Monsanto's Roundup. It would be Bear's Roundup. Here's an interesting aside. Get your seeds from Bear. This didn't even make it into the dock, but I know you spend a lot of time on our Instagram account. <laughs> it's funny to share an Instagram account with somebody because I can tell when you've been on it. You act like you're hardly ever on it, and you're on it all the damn time. <laughs> I was on vacation. Well, if you're, that, that makes it even worse. Oh, okay. You're supposed to be on vacation from bullshit like this. Oh. Anyway, did you see, there was seem, there, it seemed like there was some How sort of... How dare you chastise some, me? Some sort of kerfuffle with Spencer Monsanto kills Hamilton. He lost his handle somehow. He what? Yeah. So now he's spent... It's a... Uh, he lost his handle? He lost the Monsanto Kills handle somehow. You're blowing my mind. It was in one of his stories, the explanation, and then the guy who took it said, oh, uh, DM me, bro, you can have it back. But I think now his new handle is, I believe, Spencer Hammerton? <laughs> Do I have that right? Did, it, did all of his followers just move over with, oh, he didn't... You can change your name. Yeah, he just changed his name. But somebody else got the account? I, I see this... That's weird. You can't just take Oh, that. now he's changed it to just uh, at Spencer Hamilton. He's being, you know. Huh. If you're going to go big time. And his, his bio now is just skateboarding yoga local food. He's growing up. <laughs> he, no wants to, he no longer wants to be a, a fire starter. Well, he probably does. But you could probably be a little more subtle and you, effective. You know what will knock you down off that perch is just a little bit of back pain. But I swear he was Spencer Hamilton for a minute. I think I saw that. Do you know about throwing hammers? Nope. It's when you do a big bad trick down a big set of something. I thought it was sexual. No, it's not sexual. But it looks like his back is no longer an issue. It doesn't, does it? We should uh, have him back on the show. Maybe just a segment, a little back update. A little back update. A little back update. Yeah. That could be fun. Anyway. I'd like to hear some good news on a back update. 
But he went in but deep. The, the timing is interesting. Stem cells. He he. Well, he uh, he's no longer Monsanto kills. Maybe I don't know. At just as Monsanto just as the is no longer. Dies. Oh my gosh. And Spencer Bayer kills Hamilton. It's just <laughs> not quite as hardcore sounding. No. Too many people think of the aspirin and not enough think of the chemical warfare. Yeah, I mean chemical chemical warfare. That's agro. That's Ubel. Agro works. I could dig into the uh, Instagram account and find that old post. Maybe not. Maybe I killed it. Probably did. I like to clean that up, you know? Yeah, you like to delete all the good stuff. Let me tell you about a night at La Casita Blanca. Oh, I believe you were teasing that up in a Natch Reacts. True hospitality. What a show. Oh. But before I do. Yep. Because it's about Puerto Rico. Puerto Rico? Which means? Uh, door to Rick. Rick door. Exactly. After losing 80% of its crop value to Hurricane Maria... Whew, 80. That's a lot, man. Puerto Rico's farmer brigades. God, I'm blowing myself out of the water. Farmer brigades are not only helping their neighbors rebuild, but steering the island toward agroecology as a sustainable way to farm in the face of a changing climate. Turned you down. Hello? Oh, that's Still better. That's yeah, better. You're just in my ears. It's an approach to farming that promotes diversity through crop rotation, polycultures, or livestock integration. I love all those things. Mm-hmm. Uses natural systems like planting flowers to attract insects that will manage pests. That's like a native street bees. So interesting. And relies on farmers' knowledge of local traditions. So here we have yet another example. You get wiped out in the apocalypse. A la Detroit. You get a chance to rebuild however you want without Clean any of that baggage. Slate. Clean slate. Clean slate. And I can tell you I did some firsthand research. Yeah, you sampled the fruits and vegetables. I went with of Red the Twist land. to Puerto Rico. Just the two of you. Just the tip. You having a third child? Third child on the way? Nope. Not nope. possible. Oh, oh, actually, sure it is. Not, <laughs> not possible because there was no intimacy. <laughs> because I am 100% virile. Yeah, you sure look it with your mangled wrists. <laughs> um, I think it might be a taste of what's to come. Just the, the, the visual. Because we're beautiful place. Uh, you know, dollars. You just go there with a driver's license. No big deal. It's America. It's America. But you look out on this beach and there's all these high rises with like boarded up windows and like maybe some people living on some of the floors, but then the rest of them are just gone. Paint me a picture. And are they Magic ever, ever going to rebuild that? I don't know. They may, may not. Can they rebuild that? Can they rebuild that? Would they if they wanted to? But it's, they- this, it's this desolate beauty. You know, there's the beach and the ocean and then these high rises that used to be something that they no longer are. Puerto Rico. All of us one day. My God, you're a poet. (laughs) But let me tell you about just... So, have you ever had mofongo? Mofongo? Mm -hmm. Is that a rice dish? Plantain. I love plantains. They mash it up. Do they mash it or slice it? Because that was a slicing motion. Oh. Well, my wrist can't do the mashing move. No, it's like a mashed potato. How about a maceration? Is it like they're macerated? It's it's very starchy. Yeah, good. But good. And I had mine. You're telling me your turds were floating that whole trip. Oh, we stayed at the Dreamcatcher, which is like this hippie. I should have done a lot of stories from there. Just like these Buddhist meditate. It was You were Instagramming like a damn fiend. You might as well have been doing some stories. (laughs) Very zen. Highlight. I mean, the room was okay, but the said the grounds was tremendous. Vegan? It was a vegan uh, establishment. My God. Breakfasts and lunch? Like, you just get your breakfast, and it was like, uh, well, I guess it wasn't vegan. It was vegetarian. Was it vegan? Hard to say. No, I wasn't I had there. Yogurt. I had yogurt. Could have been soy. soy Fruit salad. Delicious. Anyway, it wasn't. Coffee, very good. We said, we're going to go get some authentic Puerto Rican food. We're going to hop in an Uber. Why not? Yeah. That's how cutting edge we are. Well, hey, you and Red Twist are seasoned travelers. We hopped in that Uber. You don't have fanny packs and cameras. To go to you lo- are looking so fucking local. Yes. You know? Absolutely. Maybe even throwing out three or four Spanish phrases. <laughs> la Casita Blanca. Donde esta what is la, la baño? We get we pull up. So it's not the, it's a, what's a, Santurce. Oh, Santurce? Santurce. I think that's the neighborhood, up and coming. Mm. 
probably like a Broadway around here, something like that. Oh, wow. So if you're a tourist, it's not the... the Tourista. There weren't that many tourists. Let's put it that way. Mm-hmm. Weekend, beach crowded. Monday, gone. It was all locals. Such a fucking trailblazer, Mark. I'm telling you Puerto Rico is open for business. Everybody should go. But we pulled up at La... And this is why. Yeah. La Casita Blanca. Mm. And the guy, this guy comes out and he's like, oh, no! My electricity is going down. You know, Maria, he, he was, it was English, mm-hmm. heavily inflected with that Caribbean accent. Wow. Electricity's going out. I can't, we can't, no more food. Let me get you some sangria. Brings out, this old man brings out two sangrias to me and Jenny. We're like, oh, oh that's so nice. Shit, I guess we can't stay in this dodgy neighborhood. And he goes, what, do you need a car? Come on in, come on in here. We're so we go into the place and we're like getting ready. and like, oh, yeah, we go get another Uber. He's like looking around. He goes. Let's do this. Let's do this. The restaurant is empty. Did he give you a ride? No. What? He let you take a nap. Teaser. He says, "We'll do that." Can you? Do do you know what you want? He's like, "We want some mofongo and something to go with it." He's like, "We perfect." How about a nice beef stew? How about a nice beef steak? A lot of beef. Sure. Not vegan. He puts us on the veranda. He says, "We'll get you fed." His wife comes out. Starts bringing us food. It was like the quickest thing, like this nice quick meal. Two rounds of sangria free. Yeah. The food. Then in halfway through, he shut the electricity off again. Candlelight dinner. And at the end of it, he goes, then he gave us the two shots of like a ouzo or something, some sort of after dinner. An aperitif. He goes, where are you guys staying? Ocean Park. I live in Ocean Park. I'll take you home. Get the fuck out. <laughs> Got to ask you, Mark, where was this story at the Hospitality Industry Technology Exposition and Conference in beautiful Houston, Texas? There was no time for that story. Because this is true hospitality. I tried to drop this as a hint into that show, and you said it was neither here nor there. Well, I stand corrected, stand Mark, because it is right here. What is more tried and true? You know, that conference is dedicated to technology and how that can better the hospitality industry. The most direct way Human to better touch. an experience. Human touch. Connection, Mark. That's the word. Human connection. Connection. This guy, so he, he feeds us. Can you give him? He plies us with alcohol surely for Surely by now you know his first name. I don't remember his first name. Almost. Okay, this story's a wash. <laughs> his, name, his name was Juan. That is such a lazy guess. His, he, we go, he says, let's go. Let's go, this he says. This is where I got a little dodgy, because I could tell, I could feel the energy off Red Twist going, I don't know if I should get in the car of somebody I've never met. I'm like, hey, it's the guy. You're like, hey, you drive with me all the time. We're going to have an experience here. This guy lives here. This is his restaurant. He's not going to do us wrong. As we're leaving the restaurant, he goes, this is my friend Ricardo, an enormous man. He's like, he's my security. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. Not if you're getting in the car. You're like, what's happening now? Well, I mean, no, I mean wouldn't you rather travel with security? Well, not if it's you and Jenny and then two large men that you've gotten into their truck. Mm. Could be like a Wolf Creek type scenario where he's, like, where where he's drugged the food and then you both black out in the car and then wake up hogtied <laughs> in a shed. Missing a kidney. Yeah. Hey, it all ended well. It was that, was that one little nerve-wracking moment. Why do we have a security guy driving us home? But I guess, hey, this is an important guy. He owns restaurants in Puerto Rico, San Juan. Could have been a more welcoming experience. I've got two destinations on my at the top of my list right now, Mark. Well, three. You should go there for your... One of them is Orlando. Got to go back to Disney World. <laughs> but close no. second and third, Detroit and Puerto Rico. There you go. Look at you. Tourism dollars where they're needed. And where they are well spent, my I'll friend. I'll go to Detroit with you. Connection. Community. Can we hey, hook we up could with do chances a, with wolves out there? Why don't we do a... a like a... Oh, boy. What? Trying to do a couple's vacation? I meant the whole, the kids. We take everyone. Why wouldn't you want to take your kids for an education yeah. and what's possible with a clean no. slate, my friend? I think this might be the last kidless vacation. Yeah, let's get an RV, buddy. All right. Um, here's something that uh, grows quite well, this I'm is sure. The longest story I've ever seen in my life. What are you going to do with this? Uh, well, okay. You've complained to me. About and I believe you've unfollowed them. I think it was Alkaline Vegan News, <laughs> an Instagram account I started following. I, I just they they post like only the best content. kind of bombastic text heavy <laughs> yes. things like like health claims about different things. 
Yeah, I, I very like to fishy, be- very fishy. Well, I just sometimes it feels good to believe those things are possible. Okay. Uh-huh. So that if I continue drinking my two IPAs, two to three IPAs a day, nah. and up my risk for cancer, I can just eat, let's say, cucumbers to T- waylay a, the damage. Take a page out of T Brush's notebook. If it constricts you and your quality of life, don't do it. I think that's pretty much the way he lives his life. Tea brush? A lot of red meat, a lot like of wine. That I'm feeling. I don't a lot even... of uh, gin. I mean, not too much. Gin? He has a, he has a it's not gin and tonic. Damn. It's gin and vodka, I think. One per day. Wait, a gin and vodka? <laughs> yep. It's a martini. What the fuck is that? It's a martini, but it's just gin and vodka. Why would you mix gin and vodka? That's strange. I think he just does gin a lot of days. Anyway. Hey, does he have gin blossoms? You know what those are? That's your nose or when something? When you get those like burst capillaries all over your nose? No, he doesn't. He's got a, this guy's got the genes of a king. He must. When I, when I drove the van. Cleaned out both of his carotid arteries. With gin? But he's right back at it. Scrubbed no, them with no. gin. <laughs> when I drove the senior citizens bus in Chicago, yes. uh, my charges were very streetwise. Most of them had lived pretty hard lives. And uniformly, they would talk about, how, about the evils of gin. How everyone they knew who was a gin drunk died early. He's not a drunk. I didn't call him a drunk. How dare you? I am not calling him a drunk. He's a patron. I love T-Bird. I'm just looking out. I just want him to be careful. I would maybe suggest switching from gin to a potato vodka. Okay. Can anyway, you, can and... You, can you do a story of this? You go ahead. I'm going to do it. I'm just pulling up the latest Instagram post from Alkaline Vegan News. I bet it's a good one. <laughs> So the one we have here, uh, cucumbers cleanse and purify the kidneys. So here's a long list. I don't know if I'll read them all, but this was the text that was uh, attached to this post. Uh, Keeps you hydrated. If you are too busy to drink enough water, munch on the cool cucumber, which is 96% water. Uh, Fights heat. Eat a cucumber and your body gets relief from heartburn. Flushes out toxins. All that water in a cucumber acts as a virtual broom, Mark. Virtual broom, VR brooming of your insides, uh, supplies skin-friendly minerals, magnesium, potassium, silicon. If it's in a vegetable, is it silicon or silicone, Mark? Hey, Instagrammer. Uh, aids in weight loss. Enjoy cucumbers in your salads and soups. It doesn't really... Silicon. Cone. If it's in a food. If it's found in a food. Silic- is silicon, is silicon found naturally in foods? It's, it's sand. So there's sand in cucumbers? I don't know. You don't <laughs> consummate my ass. Uh, revives the eyes. I mean, that one's a cliche, but you put those cucumber slices on your eyes while you're taking your mud bath. Say goodbye to those crow's feet, Mark. What, what, is, what, is, what are you doing? You're giving me all these uses of cucumber. Here's the big... Well, of I course just, it's a magical food. But you wouldn't think so because it just seems so inert. It's such a... Uh, a pleasant vegetable. It seems like it's usually the more aggressive tasting vegetables that are attached to these health claims, you know, like kale, which kind of makes your mouth pucker up if you don't dress it properly. But a cucumber, unoffensive, but quietly cutting cancer risk, Mark. Uh, Cut down your risk of several cancers. Hopefully it's the same ones brought on by IPA consumption. (laughs) Growing a lot of cucumbers out there. Stabilizes blood pressure, refreshes the mouth. Oh, Cucumber juice refreshes and heals disease gums. Smooth hair and nails. Silica, the wonder mineral in cucumber, makes your hair and nails your hair and nails stronger. Silica. Maybe that's what they meant earlier. That's the plural of silicon. So there could be oh so if they made a sequel to Silicon Valley, it could be Silica Valley. Um, it's a great story. Soothes soothes muscle muscle and joint pain. Keeps your kidneys in shape, good for diabetics, reduces cholesterol. Now, this is a big list of claims, Mark. And what I would like you to do, I feel like we're segueing back into an episode of Reacts because you're being so quiet. Um, How um, long does it take to make a story on Instagram? This this is a good one. Good Lord. All right. Well, my point is... uh, Where's the emoji of the guy going like, hmm? This post was from uh, earlier this year. This is an older post. Uh, something we didn't quite get to in episode 134. But back in 2017, in March of 2017, remember Maccabee? Yep. Maccabee and his Cucumba song. Let's just see. Let's go down the list here. I'm going to play it and let's see how many of the benefits he named way back then. Are you ready to do that? I'm ready. I feel like we're reacting again. Cucumba. 
the cucumber, or as they call it in Jamaica, cucumba. 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 Very close to Puerto Rico. Vitamins, minerals, very high number, silica, here and near, silica, get longer. Hair and nails. vitamins make your bones them stronger. Ooh, that's one that wasn't in there. You look younger. Ninety-five percent water, kidney cleanser, kidney great cleansing. hydrator, detox, fiber, good regulator. You your body good things. Don't be a traitor. Get advice. the cucumber, cut it in a slice, put it in a jug of water overnight. You know what you get for a fraction of the price? Energy drink full of electrolyte. Yeah, Raw salad is one of the user as a base for your vegetable juice. Another surprise put a slice on your eyes take away the dryness revitalize oh yes one thing i have left cucumber can also help with bad breath wash away the bacteria bad that breath. cause the odor cucumber water instead of soda a maccabia medical monday cucumber is it can cucumber. you use it to um so you don't have to bleach your asshole can you use it around the rim of your anus absolutely absolutely but hey he covered almost all the ones that they that Alkaline Vegan News hit, and yeah. he also gave us bone strength. You know what I think? I think Where he's the a fuck sh- were you on bone he's strength? A, he's a shill. This guy's a paid influencer for Alkaline Vegan News. You think Cucumba or Maccabee is in bed so. with Alkaline Vegan News? I think that lined up too well. I think it's the other way around, because Maccabee was dropping this knowledge a year at least before Alkaline Vegan News got around to it. You think? I know. I just told you. Oh See, God. you weren't fucking listening. Look at this account. You know what happens, man? When you start doing stories, it turns into Natch Reacts because then I'm, I'm the one doing all the talking. I'm done. That was a and good story. And then I slip into my game show voice. I'm ready. Throws off the balance. Where are we? I guess we're to the interlude. Yeah. Um, actually. I got the new shoulder season. Let me. Uh, my fourth EP is about to drop. Should I give that to patrons? They'd probably love it. I'm sure they would. They all love taking baths. It's good bathing music, shoulder season. This is going to be the fourth EP. <laughs> the fourth EP, huh? Yep. You got a name yet? I do. Joyce is very upset. Well, she, well she... we've discussed this. Mornings are for coffee and contemplation. Chief, she's coffee your... and contemplation. Mark, you know that I often mistakenly leave that cue in? Not this time. This time I put it there for a reason. And do you know why? This is going to blow your mind. You did watch Stranger Things, right? Nope. You asshole. Season one. Okay. Well, you watched season one. So... Have you heard of... Uh, Don't call me an asshole. Sorry. Have you heard of Milk Market? No. I think it's a new Frank Bonanno concept. It's down oh, near Union Here? Station. Yeah. And it's milk like a big... market. It's just like one of those big... You walk around and there's like a bunch of different stalls, all sorts of different foods. Oh, it's a food hall. It's a food hall. There's some shopping too. Mm-hmm. We go down there on Father's Day on a Sunday... Uh, kind of walking around there, deciding where we want to eat. Uh-huh. It was one of the many delightful surprises my wife and <laughs> sons had lined up for me that day. Okay. Um, it was a crazy weekend. We, first thing we tried to do was go to 303 Skateboards. Nobody asked. I'm telling you. I'm giving some plugs here. 303 Skateboards to get uh, that skateboard that you just saw. Oh. That's the oh. crooked rat stick. Let me see that. It's a cruiser. Oh. I'll show it to you later. later. We'll, we'll put it in the story. We'll that's, definitely put it in oh, the story. Oh, that's yours. That's my rat stick. That's your new rat stick. It's my cruiser. It's my neighborhood cruiser. Um, you, you used to use the one with the soft wheels to cruise. That's the same it's the same wheels, same trucks, just a new board. You, oh. I chew through those boards because I'm so gnarly. How do you chew through those boards? <laughs> anyway, we tried to go to 303, but the, the pride parade was going down Colfax, so they were closed. <laughs> So that was a bit of, I mean, not a letdown because the pride parade was fun. We watched that for a minute, but I was really looking forward to a skateboard. So then we went to milk market, walking around, deciding where to eat, circling the outside of the building. I'm listening. There's an outdoor patio. Nikki all of a sudden kind of stops in her tracks and kind of threw the side of her mouth. She's like, do you see who's sitting there? (gasps) I was like, what? Dave Carney. No, I look, it's David Harbour. The guy who plays Jim Hopper in fucking Stranger Things. He's sitting at milk market? Sitting at Milk Market with three pretty cool-looking kids. Not his kids, like younger cats. Let's call them cats. Some cool cats. Male or female? I think one male, two females. There you go. But, so, uh, she stopped and said that to me, and I was like, I looked at him, and I was like, holy shit. And he looked at me as he saw me looking at him, and he yeah. kind of put his head down and furrowed his brows. Like, Don't was, bother me. Like he was bracing for it. He's like, oh, shit, here we go. <laughs> But that's not us. We just kept walking. We were like, we just kind of like, hey guys, look to the kids. And they were like, whoa. And then we just kept walking. You should have just done that. You should have gone up to him and been like, flow, flow. Mornings are for coffee <laughs> yeah. and contemplation. Well, you know what I did want to do? 
I decided that if I, I had this weird feeling that we'd see him again, because sometimes that happens. I was like, I think if I see him again, I will say hello. And I would like to say thank you for the great interview he gave on uh, WTF with Mark Marin. Mm. Such an open discussion of uh, mental illness and depression. Does he have that? Uh, he's bipolar, I believe. People are dropping like flies. But, but this is the antidote, a very frank discussion, man to man, just talking about that stuff. Mm. That's so important. Let's do that. That's the new paradigm, and he's part of that shift. And so I wanted to say thank you, because I think oh, that's important work. But you didn't. Well, I didn't see him again. He's a regular listener of the show. He'll hear this. It's fine. But yeah, I didn't see him again. But then we're trying to, then we, uh, from there, we walked down to Larimer Square, uh-huh. where in one of the alleys, I don't know if you know this. Great day. A, a local artist has put like, probably like 300 cat statues in the alley. Whoa. In one spot, there's even some speakers. <laughs> and instead of actual real cat sounds, you can tell it's just, I think her and her husband going, <laughs> that's <laughs> good. All right. Good for them. But our, our young son, Ari, is really into cats. So Cat we, whisperer. we took that in. As we're doing that, we see Harlequin and mm. maybe Cammy from Street Fighter 2 uh, What Alpha. day you are having? Then we realize Comic-Con. That's oh. why David Harper's here. Oh. And I'm a, my first thought is he's here on some sort of Stranger Things panel. But then I remember what he was talking about on Mark <laughs> Marin. He is playing Hellboy in the new Hellboy reboot. Oh. Are you kidding me? I never saw that. I don't know. Do you want the rest of the highlights? Or you but go? I got a good piece of good news for you because you know what hit Netflix? Thor Ragnarok. Did you watch it? Not yet, but it's... Oh, you're going to love it. It won't take me five years. Such a freaking treat, man. All right, good. Watch it tonight. Is, um, that, wait, is that good with kids or not? There's bloodless violence. Well, they don't care about that. There's like people getting impaled on shit, but no blood. That looks like some sort of... That was my finger, that's all. <laughs> Is there fingering? Because that's not good. But the villain is Kate Blanchett. I mean, there's oh, like... Oh, we're in. Let's do it. Burly female character. Done. There's no kissing. So I don't know if Quinn will be all right with it, but... It's a good movie. It's really <laughs> fun. I'm available. <laughs> I'm available. Do you, do you uh, want to do an interlude or not? I have one queued up. Oh, you want a shoulder season? Wait, did you delete it out of here? No. I went in and put it in. I didn't touch it. Oh, well, what it is... Oh, God. There was a picture in here, too. There was? Yeah, maybe I didn't save it properly. Hold on, let me... Probably didn't publish it. You gotta publish it. Watch this. Which makes me... I love thinking of... Um, if somebody set it up so that they get an email notification every time we publish... Oh. <laughs> when these stories like, do our show notes, <laughs> like, 30 times. That's right. Our show notes for every episode can be oh, yeah, found Medium. on Medium. Medium.com slash at Natch 9000. Your interlude today, Mark, is a callback to the patrons-only episode of Natch Reacts, where we listen to my old mini-discs. Oh, Jesus. Tunde and Dimbimpe. Remember that? Adembimpe. Bimpe. Bimpe. That's what I said. Adembimpe. Adembimpe. I think. Of TV on the radio. Yep. Uh, you almost guessed <gasps> for a point what my wife's favorite. Are we going to hear her favorite song? We are, but this is a oh. live, a live rendition. Exciting from the Festival of Disruption at the Theater of the Ace Hotel. That's David Lynch's TM Transcendental oh. Meditation Festival. That'll help you with your. Um, and I believe uh, I only heard the audio from this, but I'm pretty sure that it sounded like Tunde was giving a little testimonial. I've cut that out, but. Um, <laughs> I mean, just so we can go to the music. All right. Um, oh, I'm, but I, how rude of me. I told you all about my Father's Day, and I didn't even ask you about yours. I, I, we, we did go back to 303. I got the rat stick. They were open later in the day. Went by the inventing room. Thought about seeing a movie. There's a Mr. Rogers documentary that looks pretty good. I want to see that, yeah. Maybe we will, maybe we will. But then we just had some Thai food here at the house. I don't think we did anything. Sp- uh, we did... Uh... Dad's I, choice on the movie. We watched Wedding Singer. It's a I, cl- classic. I was in uh, D.C. with my dad. Well, it was a double Father's Day. How could it get any more beautiful than I that? I think we just went for a walk. We, we must have had some sort of... Probably had like six or seven gin and vodkas. <clears throat> what did we do? Did you eat some red meat? Oh, indubitably. Yeah, tea brush. I don't know. Tea bird? Sure it was Is a it tea bird or tea hawk? Tea bird. What were or you? T-Brush. You called him something else a minute ago, though. T-Bird. I you said Not T-Hawk. T-Hawk. T-Brush. T-Hawk, along with Cammy, was one of the new characters in uh, Street Fighter 2. Every time you say Cammy, I think of 
Cammy Redpath from the Drinking Dads group. This is a similar Cammy. She's a oh warrior. My God. Should She's I just warrior. shout her out? Is that her full name? I think you did. <laughs> Sorry. Um, eh. T-Hawk. T-Hawk was a, a fighter of Native American descent. How about some music? Because power movies, he'd grab you by the neck and jump up and spin you around in a circle and then slam you down on the ground, which is what this live rendition of Ambulance... I can't wait to hear this. ...is bound to do to you. Ow. Ow. It's nature.
Welcome back. What a treat, Mark. What a treat, Josh. Have you seen TV on the radio live before? I, you bet I have. Isn't it something else? At the Boulder Theater. How about that? On the heels of Return to Cookie Mountain. Good old Cookie Mountain. <laughs> Wolf Like Me. It's a good one. Oh, here we go. Welcome back. 9,000, episode 135, uh, Nine Feral Peacocks thousand. versus Bayer. Yeah. Nay, Monsanto. Monsanto. Speaking of peacocks. Tell me a thing or two. The feral kind. Did you know that feral peacocks were attacking vehicles in Surrey, British Columbia? I heard about a feral... The residents are all up in arms. Oh, my God. See, I heard about a feral peacock blind stinking drunk on gin and vodka attacking uh, cars in D.C. That was San Juan. On Father's Day. That was San Juan. Oh, okay. Car owners in Surrey, British Columbia, have been left counting the costs after their cars were attacked by feral peacocks. The colorful creatures used their sharp beaks and talons to lash out at their reflections, believing them to be rival peacocks. Now, now they w- zoologists would like you to believe that they're lashing out at their zoologists? reflections. But right. Mark, we, if we know a thing about peacocks on this podcast is that they are cunning strategists. And they uh, taste great in a masala sauce. I think they are the front lines of nature's rebuttal Ooh. to mankind's abuse of her majesty. I think they are attacking these cars as a direct message to us. Uh, time's up. Hashtag. Time's up. Well, let me tell you what is... I mean, it's, it's quite, quite an event to see these peacocks go at it. Mm-hmm. With the dark-colored cars, they can see the reflection fairly clearly. This is Ryan Craig talking to CTV Vancouver. They can see the reflection very clearly, so they mistake that as another peacock and have at it. They'll get the front panel, the side panel, the rear panel, and then walk around to the other side. See? That is full fucking coverage. That's no mistake. <laughs> that is cunning. That is premeditated. That is a strategy. And above and beyond the car damage, listen to what these people... Is this also uh, Ryan Craig? Let's assume it is. The last four years, I've tried with the city from every possible angle. 40-plus peacocks were going up on my roof every night. What? 40? 40! And he says they, they sound like colicky babies throughout mating season, which is May to October. My God. These people have had it with the feral peacocks. I've just about had it with this feral peacock, I can tell you what. I think this feral peacock should do what Cary Grant did back in the 50s. betcha. And eat some LSD. I didn't tell you the news. I think I saw it on something. We won. Yeah. I got the book. We won a copy of Michael Pollan's new book from Bronner's. I have a hardback fresh off the hot presses. What do you think of this idea? We'll have to get another copy. Yeah. Why don't we just do two episodes, part one and two. (laughs) Bam. Nothing but the book. Read much? the book? It's a big book. And you think it'll, well, we record once a month or something. Oh, okay. You don't think you could read half of a book in a month? That's we sad. Could, we could probably do the whole book. You want to do two shows? Or maybe just one super show. A super show, the obvious place to go with this is do course. it on acid. <laughs> you do one show, you talk about the book, then the next show, you talk about you, the book. You, this next show, you walk the talk about you the book. You walk the book. Well, you know who walked that walk, Mark? Uh, in the late 1950s, at the you height of his fame. You said this, and it just keeps coming up. It just keeps entering my zeitgeist. Well, I think it's because I put it in here. No. After I said it. This, I'm not an idiot. <laughs> Nor am I an asshole. You are feral. Cary Grant set off on a trip in search of his true self, unpicking the myth that he had spent three decades perfecting. What am I, Guess what he tried? He tried hypnosis and yoga and felt that they both came up short. Yoga? So he began dropping acid. And claimed to have found inner peace. Quote, during my LSD sessions, I would learn a great deal, he would later remark. And the result was a rebirth. A rebirth. A rebirth. I finally got where I wanted to go. Common language in the tripping world. uh, This is from an article in The Guardian. Linked in the Medium doc, if you want to see it. He did an estimated 100 sessions. That's a lot. That's a lot. Spanning the years between 1958 and 1961. Whoa. Between 1950 and 1965, around 40,000 patients were prescribed LSD to treat conditions... Lysergic acid. Do I have to... 
Some people might want to know that's the word. Name. Well, I, I just wanted to make sure it got pronounced properly. In case you're offered lysergic acid with your I, olive oil. and you, Oh, yeah. It's not a salad dressing. Like, oh, that it? sounds good. Um, Some sort of food tech ingredient? You can use it, They or they were using it, to treat conditions. Now, this is back in the 50s, as diverse as alcoholism, schizophrenia, and PTSD. Mm. Something, I have a feeling the term PTSD didn't exist back then. No, I don't think it did. So, check your facts here. Well, they probably called you just, you were being a pussy. <laughs> yeah, he's a little yellow. In the UK, Powick Hospital founded an LSD clinic. In the US, the CIA tested the drug as a truth serum. Turned on to treatment by his third wife, Betsy Drake, Grant submitted himself to weekly sessions with Dr. Mortimer Hartman at the Psychiatric Institute of Beverly Hills. The effects were startling. Quote, in one LSD LSD dream, I imagined myself as a giant penis launching off from Earth like a spaceship. Interesting. Which is the exact result that shamanic tribes were looking for. Oh, I thought you said you um, had. In simpler times. Although they wouldn't know what a spaceship was or a rocket, would they? They know a giant penis when they saw one. Peep this. Grant rarely gave interviews. Yet after taking acid, he personally contacted Good Housekeeping Housekeeping Magazine and said, I want to tell the world about this. It has changed my life. Everyone's got to take it. Ooh. I mean... That's where we get wrong, though. That's too far. Well, and supposedly, this article alleges that Timothy Leary read that interview. So apparently that interview happened... Or was told about it and that his own interest in acid was essentially sparked by Cary Grant. What is happening? Your mind. Cary Grant is the father of... Of modern LSD. Of hallucinogenomics. It might be this Dr. Mortimer Hartman. Dr. Morty. But hey, he's the megaphone. Bev Hill's Dr. Morty. Hallucinogenomics. I'm creating a new profession. Hallucinogenomics? nutrition research. Hallucinogenomics. I'm in. I want to be known as the father of hallucinogenomics. (sighs) So this was all happening around the time he was making North by Northwest and Charade. Uh, So all that period when he's the biggest box office star in the world, he is the same period. period. He's on LSD. He's He's been taking acid. That giant penis is making its best movies. Yeah. Yeah. He's in Charade. Opposite Audrey Hepburn. Did you know he he's uh, Cary Grant is a fictitious thing? His name was Archie whatever, Archie oh. Loaf or something. Archers of Loaf. His real name was Archers of Loaf. It's <laughs> amazing. Um, what, that doesn't make him. Uh, what did you say? He wasn't a real thing. It's just a made-up name. It well, doesn't yeah. mean he's a made-up person. But that's interesting. Yeah. You give yourself a nom de plume. Several rebirths in this guy's uh, And then life. you're tripping and you're like, who is Cary Grant? The whole world thinks of me as Cary Grant and he I'm really Archie Loaf. He didn't know who he was. None of us do, man. Not a single one of us. Maybe Michael Pollan at this point knows who he truly is. Michael Pollan and Ram Dass. <laughs> Love me some Ram Dass. Um, so I don't know. I just think that's this is a fascinating story to me. It is. That someone who is so firmly entrenched. You, as a student of classic film from the public libraries of America. Yeah. You have digested quite a few of Cary Grant's giant penises. I believe he's in Philadelphia Story with uh, Catherine Hepburn. I think that's one of my favorites. Mm. They're both newspaper reporters. You know, that's my world. A journalism degree <laughs> from MSCD. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. Metropolitan State University. Of Denver. It's not a state college. I went to university. <laughs> Did you? Well, I went to a state oh college, God. but now I get the benefit of saying it was university because they changed you their name. You know what ruined my vacation? That's a free upgrade right there. A friend from high school came over. and we, He still lives there and he's single and we have, my parents like him and we have dinner. And then we're, college came up. He yeah. went to UVA. I, of course, went to uh, just a little school. Williams. <laughs> The nation's top school. And look where it landed you. Look, do you know how much these things are? They're overpriced. I know. Yeah. They're, I, I don't know. I didn't know. I thought people were just lying about it. Like, oh, it's crazy. It's outrageous how much it is. Like, yeah, sure. Wait, you had no concept of how much your parents well, paid for your education? Well, no, they paid a lot. They, but not this much. Wait a minute. They had to pay. Uh, surely you got a full ride, Mark. Someone of You're your right, intellect. No. I got a small... And, 
National Merit Scholarship something. You didn't get like my a test taking <laughs> a bottle flipping scholarship or anything. Nope. nope. It was fifty something thousand just tuition. It was like going to be like seventy grand a year. Yeah. For one kid, one year. That's three hundred thousand dollars right now. Yeah. That's six hundred thousand dollars to send two kids to school. And what does it yield? Nothing. Making a podcast Fuck on a it. couch. No. <laughs> Can't even stay on retainer with New Hope. That's of my own choosing. What a shame. Broken wrists, broken shoulder, broken back. Broken spirit. Never. Get this man some LSD. Never. Get this man some <laughs> LSD. Do they sell LSD at Alibaba? Because it's a futuristic store. I'm going to tell you about the future of supermarketry. I'm ready. This is a story in Business Insider. Wait, the future of supermarketry? <laughs> yes. Yes. The Chinese tech, because what you need to think about when you're hearing this is Whole Foods plus Amazon. Whamazoods. This is coming to your doorstep before you know it. Of course, China, China's leading the way because we've lost on the global stage. The Chinese tech giant Alibaba is expanding aggressively into physical retail through investments in a variety of product categories to push its, quote, new retail strategy of combining online and offline shopping. Have they hired 40 thieves to help get the job done? Is that a Wu-Tang reference? That's actually, I think it's an Beastie Boy song, but Alibaba and the 40 Thieves. It's yeah. a classic tale. Its most critical new retail venture has been... I'm going to need your Chinese pronunciation here. Oh, uh, I'm better at <laughs> Japanese. Hema... Hema Zaiteng. A futuristic supermarket launched in 2015 that offers free... So, so focus on what you're getting in these futuristic supermarkets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Free 30-minute delivery and payment using facial recognition technology. What's that? My mom. Is it delivery by drone? She's here? No, she was calling. That was my phone, oh. not the doorbell. <laughs> it is not delivery by drone, but within a certain radius, because you, you really do need to see the dock here. Scroll down and see all those people in the blue shirts. Mm-hmm. Somebody from the, the U.S. journalist. Did they sprint? They put on back? Rickshaw. They went to these stores. There's now many of them popping up. People are living near the stores because they're so convenient. They want to be near the stores. But when you go into the store, half mm. the people in there are these blue shirts running around just filling orders okay. for the delivery because it's 30 minutes or less. And he said some of them are sprinting through the stores because they've got 10 minutes to get it done out of the store. 10 minutes, they've got these conveyor belts in the roof. By contrast, when I go to Sprouts, to do that last I see the Amazon personal shoppers shuffling their feet, not yet. dragging ass, America. getting in my way, maga, maga. filling up like 16 bags. Deeply, so I think the key to this success is what they, what they want is the store to drive you to shop online. Well, it's a symbiotic relationship, But really. they're really trying to drive you to that online deal. Um... Okay, window. The name means the name Hema Zhangsheng means boxed or packaged freshness and liveliness. Liveliness. It's a pun in Chinese for Mister Hippo. So they've got a hippo mascot. Hippo. Uh, there's a counter. This was cool, where you can bring your seafood after you. So their biggest, they're big on the fresh. Now wait, I think I heard about this. They'll prepare your seafood any way you like. <laughs> so there's quite an elaborate seafood department. You go buy your seafood. And then, yeah, you take it over this window, and in 20 minutes, they'll prepare it in any way you like. I mean, that is just fresh and fascinating. This particular person Who did doesn't it love hospitality? Crab, scallop, shrimp, and clams. She said got it three ways, like Szechuan, something, something, and was the best she'd ever had. Does the Clam King know about this? <laughs> Neil Clam King got Shout out me. Patreon. Uh... Some stories, 30-minute delivery, 24 hours a day. And then they're all excited about this facial recognition thing. You walk up to a screen go, mm, I'll do it. I could do without that, please. How about just a thumbprint, for God's sakes? Um, there it hey, is. That's the future right there. Marketing, the, marketing maven seal of future approval. I think the hashtag future, I think they're smaller footprints than what you might find in a typical U.S. grocery. Mm. But they're so, like you, it's an app. They know everything you bought. They start to personalize your experience to just let's show you what you want. And that's how they stock their shelves so they can have a smaller store, just what they need. Can you imagine how much easier it would be to make a grocery list with that technology? Unbelievable. Backing the, you up. The future is unbelievable. Buttressed by Alibaba, my friends. Uh, you know what else the future is, Mark? We're losing the game. Well, as long as we're dragging dead weight with a bad toupee. What are you, of course we are. We've got the worst human ever. I mean, <laughs> just when you think you couldn't get any worse. 
just like sloppily evil. Just like yeah. craven, shitty, bad, bad person. And all those fucking sacks of shit. In a lot of sacks of Congress shit. Congress and A lot Senate, of shit just sacks. like, what? Come sacks. on. Anyway. Come on. You know who's not a sack of shit? You tell me about this. Instagram influencers, Mark, or just social media influencers. Uh, this little article comes by way of High Snobiety magazine. But, but what does your title even mean? Well, is it, are you an influencer or are you in foolish for trying, Mark? <laughs> Those don't even go together. They're very close. In well, everyone, you, you hear the word influencer, you assume like well-heeled, right. powerful, but maybe you're just insta-foolish for spending that much time C plus. chasing an endeavor that this article uh, says might not pay the dividends you would expect. Well, I can't wait to hear because the one thing you haven't told me in these notes is how much do you make? <laughs> well, they couldn't quite get to that. Well, here oh. we go. Listen to this, though. The high highs and low lows leave me reeling. This is... These are words from an Instagram influencer. One week, I was stopped for photos six times while perusing comic books in downtown L.A. Okay, great. That's just an indicator of this person's but that's fame. zero dollars. Of course it is. But you would assume if you're that famous, people are throwing checks at you, maybe. I don't know. Um, this, this is gray territory. It's this whole gray territory of being famous, but it's, not, it's a different type of fame. It's a worthless fame. Is it? Let's decide. Uh... The next week, I sat faceless in a room of 40 people vying for a menial courier job. Faceless? What happened to your face? It just means she's anonymous, Mark. Okay. He or she, I don't remember if this is a man or a woman. Hardly matters. Quite literally, it's... Hashtag future. Shocking. Post-gender, I've walked a red carpet with $80 in my bank account, Mark. Now, do you see the dichotomy here? Yeah, the I... veneer of success. Yeah, okay. I see it. With a drained bank account. Quote, Mark. Oftentimes... <laughs> I'm still so much in reacts mode. I don't know what's going on with me. Oftentimes people think that influencers have an easy job or that they were an overnight success. Totally. I've never found that to be the case, says Brendan Gahan, founder <laughs> yeah. of Epic Signal, a New York-based social media marketing agency. Go fuck yourself. What, you getting down on Brendan for trying to offer some fucking insight? Oh, okay. Maybe Clearly, not. if Maybe he's not. able to, if he's able he to operate to a social media agency in busy old New York City, he might be doing all right. Are, is anybody doing anything that Instead, really works? Instead, most creators are dedicated to creating content, learning, seeing what works and what doesn't, and showing up day in and day out. It's a grind, Mark. That's the point. Yeah. You know, the veneer. Do it for the love of it. That's what you got to do. That's what this podcast that's is what about. In, that's what influencing is all about. Doing it for the love of it. You listen to this podcast. You listen to like, oh yeah, dude, something of similar ilk. You assume we're flush with cash. Just living the high life. Just a couple of four scrappy dudes on Patreon. Every time we open the door, there's like a box of swag. Oh yeah. With a little check tape to the top. Sometimes that happens, but not often. Not often enough. We both have day jobs. I own a successful hair salon. Mark was once on retainer at New Hope. He continues to do market research. It's just like all the good writers, you know? You see these writers, you think of like... I'm going to have to change it up. I mean, Michael Chabon might be an exception, but you look at... You, you'd assume, oh my God, bestsellers, oh, totally. movie deals, right. options. Well, that's okay. Who knows? He might be living a very modest lifestyle because that's all he can afford unless he's got some lucrative teaching gig. You need a side job, Mark. Chabon? Chabon or bud? Chabon's doing okay. You think so? How about... He's also sold, yeah. Steve Almond. He's doing okay. He's got a day job, doesn't he? He's probably a teacher. He's also got a podcast. Who the fuck doesn't have a podcast? Steve Allman's a good... But then you, one, one notch lower than Steve Allman and you're in a good zone. You're like, mm. Saunders. Teacher. See? But high profile. High profile, but... I Even mean, there, you might be right. I mean, he's comfortable. He's comfortable. Yeah. Comfortably uncomfortable because he's got that big brain. Big brain. Making things all complicated when they don't need to be. <laughs> um, the, the point is, Mark... Do, you know, the point is you haven't told me anything about how much you actually make. So that's if, not what it's about. It's about the point of this to me oh, is like, Jesus do it Christ. for the love, Mark. I've been doing it for the love for years. But, you know. Where's the love? In we're my taking a deeper dive here. This isn't just fly-by-night content. This isn't just Mark's new Nike drop on his feet. What? I'm saying it's not just us taking photos of us in cool clothes, Mark. Could be. There's a lot of sweat equity you here, would, bro. You would die for that. <laughs> 
Dapper Nag rebirth. Hey, I made a I made a fleeting attempt at social media influence, sir. You, you were with Dapper Nag. Well, I thought I could. I you could, were early. Uh, use a magazine, a skate magazine, as a springboard. You did. I did. You should have stuck with it. I didn't have the patience, and like I you didn't a, day in and day out. You got to show up and grind it. I think I only took one or two pictures. Yeah, see? And I didn't want my face in it, so remember I'd wear the horse mask. Yeah. But it's hard to take a selfie with a ma- rubber mask on. Was this even, was Instagram wasn't even that big a thing? You need to bring it back. You, well, you're too late now. See, now the ship has sailed. I, Timing is so You know what else important. I did? I was writing a screenplay, a high concept zombie screenplay <laughs> back in like 1999, man. You're walking dead. It was called Nerosion. <laughs> That's not good. Nerosion? It was about like a guy who was like such a bad alcoholic that he like, you know, he was on the, his health was starting to decline and he all of a sudden noticed these strange cravings, these cravings for flesh, but he didn't like, he wasn't sure if it was just madness or if it really was some sort of like transformation into a zombie. This is heady shit, man. This is heady shit, man. Heady shit. So, so many. And he, it had a little bit of like office space in there. He worked this job he hated, and at one point he eats his supervisor. Gems just on the trash pile, sitting there waiting to be discovered. Speaking of gems on the trash pile, Mark, do you have a question for the tarot? Yes. Because we only we got to wrap it up in a few minutes, yeah. but I think we've got time for some uh, intuition, as we always do. Quick five minutes. Episode 135, Feral Pot. Well, Feral Podcast. That's right. Can, can 9,000 ever exert its true, inf- its, its deserved influence? What am I trying to say? Uh, will we ever succeed? <laughs> okay. <laughs> there we, fiscally. Fiscally. Uh, just influence, power. Oh, you just crave power. Uh, yeah. Followers, likes, engagement. All right, Donald. Dollars. Yes. All right. Why don't you touch this uh, deck with your greedy, craven little claw there? Well, Will N9000 ever reach its true influence? Past, present, future. I like how I've abandoned the, the mimeograph. Fuck that shit. Good for you. You know where the intuition is? In your pants. Here. Oh. Close. Soul center. Soul center. Past. Four. <laughs> Every so often, we are popping so loud. Is that just because the volume's up? Or? Just enthusiasm. Uh, the four of wands. Are people going to be able to hear this is what I'm getting at? Yeah, look. Four of wands, Mark. Oh, uh, you're not answering. Okay. It looks like a sunny day. So much sun, in, in fact, that the, the background is all yellow just a flat so much brightness you've got four wands suspending a garland um and in behind the garland you see a castle looks like down in the corner here there's some knights gathered there's a gathering and then with their backs to this gathering two figures in flamboyant robes holding aloft bouquets clearly what that is us in the past here in the foreground is 9,000. This is our inevitable creation right here, I think. And, but you can see that we're not quite there yet. We're, oh. we're in the back. We're still striving for our true This influence. is us as New Age Dad making music, exerting, uh, uh, oozing creativity, mm. yearning for influence. And then back here, even further in the background, unable to catch up with us, is the audience we so richly deserve. Now, that's the past. Now, the present... Oh, God. ...is the Two of Pentacles. Oh, boy. And uh, in the... <laughs> this is an interesting one. In the background, we see a roiling sea here. Uh, two ships, one small, one large, tossed about by the waves. Large, looming in the foreground, is a fool. Dancing. It looks like he's got one of those like weird hippie juggling things you see at the... Uh, like at a busker festival. Mm-hmm. His hat looks like a giant nipple, kind of. Like a nipple that's been played with a lot. <laughs> um, what the fuck does that mean? The present, just, in the present, we are just... just worn out. <laughs> we are a couple of boobs being manipulated by a jester. So we're sort of... We're not, it's not that we're spinning... Away. I think what it is, what you're seeing, is that we've ceded control. We've abandoned the quest for influence and are just reveling in oh. the unfettered joy 
of pure creativity. Do we look foolish at times? No doubt. But are we having fun? Yes, like that played with nipple, we are having fun. We are getting worn out, but we are being handled and we are loving it. And the future is the Two of Wands. Now, in the Two of Wands, Mark, this is good news. Well, it's good and bad news. There's only one figure shown here. Uh, And he's holding one of the wands, and then the other wand is at his back. He's standing at the top of a turret, it looks like, of his castle. So he's clearly got some means, or at least access to some means, which to me says influence. He's looking out over a landscape, but he is holding the world, a miniaturized world in the palm of his hand. Okay. So sadly, what this tells me is that one of us is destined to become an amazing, all-powerful power, powerful influencer, and I don't know where the other one is. Do we, do we make it there together? Do we reach the promised land together? Have we merged together into a single being? Are you breaking up the band? Or is only one of us making it out of this uh, cycle of uh, played with boob nipplery into Alive? a future of influence? Not, I don't think anyone's going to die. Oh, I thought you were going gonna... to... What, what saddens me is like, is this podcast a springboard for only one of us? Because that would be fucked up. I don't think that's the case, though. <laughs> I think what this is, is you as the strategist looking out into the future, holding in the palm of your hand that influence you so richly deserve and intensely crave. And uh, see, there's this other wand right here just waiting for me to grab it too. So you just, you just got there first. Oh, wait, good save, good save. Good save. Although I wake up earlier, so that might be me. <laughs> Early I don't gets know. the worm. Not in the influence game. The good news is, Mark, so if we look back, there's our audience kind of unable to catch up to us. Right. Because we're so fucking bleeding edge. Too far ahead. I mean, you worked for AOL back when they were sending out CDs. Talk about cutting edge. And you left before the bubble burst. Right before. Prescience. I would say prescient. Vastly appreciated. Vast deference. Um, So there's that. But then here we are. You know what we're doing here? There's the nippled out hat. We're slowing it down a bit. Yeah. We're just slowing it down a bit. Letting everyone catch up. And then in the future, there's that influence we so richly deserve. The tarot has spoken. Natch episode 135. Uh, Feral. You did it. You did it one more time. Feral Pika. We did it. Nipples. We. Those. Did it. Worn out nipples. Uh, yep. Play with your nipples. Don't overdo it. Suckle away. But mostly just relish in the present. There is freedom there. There is buoyancy. There is life. Sure, there's sadness, but there's also metamorphosis, sunshine, bring it home, bring it change, home. preach it, preach, uh, brightness, so bright that you undoubtedly will need shades. Uh, we'll see if we can provide them before episode 136. Come back for 136. You know you want to listen to this uplifting music. Let that tarot reading carry you into a future of influence. It's a great, great couple apps for you. (laughs) You've really nailed it this time.